This is a very special variant, C2E2 edition of I Read Comic Books. I'm here, Mike Rappin, as always, your host. I don't know how to start the show because I've been walking around and staring and talking at people for the last 48 hours. It's insane. But I'm joined here this week by two fantastic individuals, Nick White. Hey. And Brian Murray. Hello. We are talking in person, which means Xander has to do almost no editing outside of the part where we burp and cough and fart and things like that. But... We're here at C2E2 to talk about our experience in the last 24 hours in Chicago. I think it's been about 24 hours since you arrived, Brian. So, yeah. And Nick, I think you, you got here about the same time, about maybe same a couple time. hours early. We actually so. ran into them at the parking structure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. It's, like, it's been a real time. You know, we've been, we've been hanging out. We've been walking the con. We went out and got very spicy Caribbean food last night. Um, every single person from I Read Comic Books in here is here. And it's the most bizarre thing i could have ever imagined to see all of you individual people that i know from various aspects of my life now in this same vicinity it's it's super surreal but i wanted to talk to you guys about how your con experience has been nick i know this is your first big con brian this used to be like our mainstay con for a really long time um what have been your thoughts and experiences because like i want to do this with a handful of other people as well so we're going to try to keep it a little short and i think this is all going to get pieced together in one big episode but anyways Nick, let's let's start with you. What's been your like experience with the con so far? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I went into this with a little bit of, of apprehension because I've been having some uh, issues with with my feet. And um, when I went into my um, meet with my physician's assistant, she's like, "Try not to be on your feet for like super prolonged periods of time." And I was like, <laughs> "Great news! Jokes on you, idiot!" Let, let me let me tell you where I am headed in four days. And I told her about it, and she's like, well, you know, just don't put yourself in, in, in bad situations. And I was like, uh, okay, thank you, I guess. <laughs> I, are you, is this like a life thing in general? I was going to about this. <laughs> like, are you making, are you casting aspersions on things beyond this con? But I've And been then your really... actual nurse came in, and you yeah. were like, who was I talking to this yeah. entire time? Yeah, wait, who are you? Oh, I was the last patient in this this uh, waiting room. I just haven't left. Um, it's no, Nick from the future. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no, 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 wiser than the current one. Um, I've been really shocked with how short the lines have been, but I think also a lot of that experience boils down to being here on Friday and knowing that the shit was going to get real on Saturday. Yeah. And sort of hedging my bets accordingly. Um, and I, I mean, mean you, you can see that if you walked around today, I don't know if you guys were looking, but like a fuck ton of Saturday badges. Like, oh, yeah. Saturday badges all over. Um, yeah. Th- that's that's the thing, though. I think we it's we're recording this as of like three o'clock central time right now. And so our experience on Saturday so far has been kind of walking around around 11 or 10 30 11 o'clock till like two o'clock yeah um and those it's not really like the peak times for like the convention i think god really well right that's the thing right after lunch is when people are like okay i had my lunch maybe in the city maybe i live outside the city and i'm coming in i'm gonna have you know lunch downtown and then i'm gonna take the train go to the convention center so like after like one o'clock, two o'clock, that's when the con starts to really ramp up, and then by seven o'clock, it's insane. Which is why we're not at the con right now. <laughs> yeah, I I pieced out around one o'clock. Yeah, I mean, and that was chaotic in itself. I mean, when we went in around eleven o'clock, the fucking line to get in was yeah. absurd. But like again, I feel like we've experienced this before, me and you, Brian, Nick. I was really curious to know like what your initial thoughts were on top of all this because I know we were. We we're still focusing on that, but um, it's I don't remember what my first big con was like, and I want to want to live vicariously oh, through yeah. you again. I mean, like, like, has your whole thing been like nonstop chaos, or do you feel like there's some structure and order to it? Because I remember early C two E twos, they were just kind of like a mess. Yeah, <laughs> and they were guessing every year. It was a madhouse. <laughs> yeah, uh, this year there seems to be a little bit more order, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not lie. I've I've been a man with a plan uh here and and so i've got books that need to be signed and you know i've i've mapped out where everybody is and um and so you know on on friday i i made sort of an order to try to get autographs from the people that i knew i did not want to stand in line for right. on on saturday um 
and I think we got out just perfectly today because you could tell the auto the uh, like celebrity autograph shit was starting to like ramp up as we were leaving today. Oh, I like, didn't see they that. They were like, I could hear them announcing, you know, the people from Agents of Shield, and everybody was clapping, and you'd see these massive lines, and I'm like, I am not here for that. Well, I think you're thinking of the Marvel booth, which is chaos incarnate yeah where yeah. they're just like hey we're gonna give away a bookmark that paul rudd touched with his butt and we're then not like, absolutely oh my fucking god people are losing yeah. their minds and then they're over like that stuff. we're not 100 percent sure that that happened but still yeah exactly yeah. exactly um but uh yeah so it's 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 been really interesting comparing friday to saturday in terms of the crowds in terms of the lines in terms of uh the weights but um it's it's uh, it's it's been a pleasant experience so far. I've never waited for more than, gosh, I want to say, five minutes to get shit signed, maybe ten. So yeah, I mean, but I think you're not you're also not getting in line for like the Chris Claremonts and yeah, the Andy, I mean, Andy that's Kubers and exa- stuff like that. Exactly right. Like I'm not like queuing up for fucking Neil Adams. Yeah, no. yeah, um, yeah. I I saw him from a distance yesterday. <gasps> Um, which I mean, I'm not a Neil Adams person, so sure. it did. Sure, Brian, how about you? So you you've been to this con before, right? You've been to a handful of other yeah. cons, like local cons. How do you think C2E2 has changed or gotten better or gotten worse, in your opinion? Well, it definitely hasn't gotten any uh, cooler because <laughs> it is a million goddamn degrees down on the con floor. It is. It is. I have sweat my way through like four shirts since we got here yesterday. But I will say there hasn't been like the the con stink that everybody talks about. I feel That's like true. I feel like things have been easy there, breezy, beautiful cover girl. I maybe mean, that, just that easy and comics. breezy. Maybe maybe the cover girl partisan. <laughs> Look, I was just rolling with the rhyme. There so. there have been there have been, has definitely been some con stink. <laughs> I know I was in a panel yesterday on uh, female forward fantasy fiction, which was an amazing panel, mm-hmm. by the way. It was very inspiring. I got a lot of a lot of the stuff they talked about really made me want to go home and write some more. Yeah, which I haven't really done since I spent you know forty odd thousand dollars getting a degree in creative writing. <laughs> right. Good plan. I'm a strategist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know there was definitely some like you can tell because it was a late in the day con, so people had been walking around really getting a good funk going. Oh yeah. And then you just <laughs> sit in an enclosed space with them. Right. <laughs> no fans. It's just like stagnant yeah. air. I was just like, because like I was sitting in there with just like sweat running down my back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know that I showered and put deodorant on and I know that I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that people who were less fastidious did not, well, they probably had a fine time. But I didn't. <laughs> I was too olfactorily aware of them. <laughs> I see. I see. But yeah, that, that kind of brings me to another thing that I want to ask you guys about. Um, I have, in my in my old age, I have kind of started to avoid bigger panels or panels in general because I just don't like the idea of waiting in line to sit at something that might not be that interesting. It sounds like, though, Brian, you had a pretty good time at this uh, fantasy fiction. Female forward fantasy fiction. Thank you. Four Fs. That's way Brian too many. Brian only goes through alliterative panels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and Nick, I know you went to a couple panels as well. I mean, has the panel experience for you guys at this convention been pretty good, or is it hit or miss? Um, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. That's the only one that I've been to so far. I was going to go to another one at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and then I looked at it and saw that Cory Doctorow was on the guest list for the panel. Okay. And I was like, well, I don't feel like standing in line for 45 minutes right. to get a seat at this. Yeah, so. to be the guy that sits behind the pillar so you can half see the stage, right? Yeah. So <laughs> instead of like, I took a quick nap and now I'm recording this podcast, <laughs> I think I made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think that avoiding like the big Marvel panel and stuff like that yeah. is always a good call at conventions like this because. All that information is going to be available online, like within thirty minutes of yeah. the panel being over. Yeah. Whereas the one that I went to, you know, I got to meet these four women authors, and they talked about their books and how they feature women in their books, and you know, like what what tropes they're sick and tired of seeing, how yeah. they're working to break those tropes, what other fiction you can look into, and then afterwards they had a signing, so I was able to go down there and buy some of their books and get them cool. signed and talk to them for a minute. What was the signing experience like? If I, I know Nick, I do want to hear about your panel stuff. But yeah, no, no. What was the signing experience like for you? Because I know when I went to New York City Comic Con, there was 
a couple people that my fiance Kelly wanted to get like a book signed for it. So she brought, she bought a copy and then she also brought another copy of a book that she had. And to me, like, it was quick. It was very easy. We even got to spend like five, 10 minutes talking to the author. Was it the same for that here? Were you able to like actually spend time with them or was it like <clears throat> sign the book, move on because there's so many people in line? I, you definitely could have spent more time than I did. Uh, because I didn't have a whole lot to say because I'm very bad at confrontation. Sure, sure. <laughs> like any any time that I'm around somebody who isn't a friend, I immediately melt down a little bit. Right. Okay. But there were clearly people in line who did not have that problem, and that's why I got left behind by my own darling wife, who <laughs> decided to leave with Xander and Kate Scotchless instead of wait for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I, I I was like two people in line behind them. But I was probably eight minutes behind them, time-wise. Oh, I see. Just because the folks were actually having the longer conversations. Yeah. Gotcha. But I mean, uh, all these authors were incredibly nice. Good. That's good And to incredibly young. Oh, like, yeah? one of them was like, because I'm an old lady at 28. And I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're wildly successful at 28 years old. Right, like, right. Someone's just like, I'm 12 years old. Brian's like, wait, you're not an author. You're just lost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, it's it's. I know that signings can be super weird sometimes. Like I've heard all sorts of mixed reviews, but I think, I I think that's it's the experience has changed for creators to say like, hey, I'm sitting down this sign. There's no one that's going to be dickish to you because they realize that that could dramatically affect your sales. Um, which doesn't mean that I think people are trying to be fake or anything like that. But um, uh, it's definitely a thing, though. Like especially with the internet, like yeah, it's very yeah. easy for someone's horror story of somebody to get out there. And then suddenly no one wants to buy your shit anymore. Right, right. And I mean, and that's that's assuming someone's going to share that. And there's a whole predicament about yeah. like, should you be telling these stories about a one-time thing that could potentially blow up? And then you run into a whole issue of shaming people and yada, yada, yada. There's a whole episode of John Oliver's TV show that just came out all about that. You can go watch. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. It's, I mean, I'm glad that you had like a good experience yeah, and get sure. to meet these people. Um. But yeah, Nick, have you how have your how's your panel experience been and everything in this con? Um, it's been a mixed bag. I I went to the Valiant panel yesterday afternoon, yeah. where their entire PowerPoint presentation had a meltdown. Um, it was I think it was the actual technical problem at the venue. Like yeah. I think McCormick Place, their whole broadcasting system was just busted in that room that we were in. Yeah, let's let's be clear. I I think it was more on them than Valiant. We got to see. <laughs> McCormick Place people and Valiant people try throughout the uh, duration of the uh, um, presentation to quietly on the side continue to try multiple things to oh, fix yeah. it. it. I felt really work. bad. Yeah. It was really awkward. Um, and then to make things even weirder or worse, I guess, um, they had a panel like of Teeny Howard, Alex Packnadel, Cullen Bunn, et cetera, et cetera, um, Tim Seeley. And so no artists, but they basically asked the writers on these books to describe the pages <laughs> from the books that they would have illustrated via a PowerPoint presentation yeah. or maybe would have been improved if they had if they had artists who were describing their own work instead yeah. of the writers. So it it's was, just another degree removed. It was it was definitely funny because I, I know that the Valiant guy, the guy who was like representing Valiant as the company, yeah. he was trying really hard to engage with everybody because he was not visibly frustrated but you could tell he was kind of upset oh sure that his powerpoint wasn't working because yeah. like when you're in a panel if there's no powerpoint you're just listening to a fucking podcast like you could be doing anything and else. i mean like if for some fucking reason you've built your comic book panel not around a powerpoint then i guess that works but well it gets it's what weird. panel hasn't it's weird because built around at the Go end ahead. of the day when the you, one i went to wasn't yeah, there you well, go. See, but this is this is what I was gonna say. Like, the as much as it would be great to show that art, because that's like a big selling point for new books, especially since Valiant's trying to do this whole thing, and they got all these new creators that yeah. are trying to sell these books to people. Um, like showing the art is super important for the first six minutes of the panel. After yeah. that, you're just listening to artists talk over the fucking pages that you've seen for forever. Right. So it's not like it was the end. Of, it was the end of the world. But I did feel bad because he was so excited about all the books, and he's just like. You guys don't understand how cool this shit looks. Come up to the front of the stage, and I will show you all of the panels yeah, and all uh, the pages that we had. Yeah, ultimately, it turned into the, well, I can still get these images up on my laptop. Come on over and look at my laptop. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, 
he he could have said, guys, the PowerPoint's fucked. Um, whatever, you know, uh, you're gonna find these images on the internet anyway. And at least he took a you know took a stance that if you were truly interested, um, you could at least come on up and take a look. But uh, it was it was a good panel. They had a little Q and A. Um, people did ask some interesting questions about the DMG acquisition. I was not the one to do it, but um, somebody somebody answered it, and I just sort of rubbed my hands together, and I was like, "This going to be good." Uh, and you know, thankfully, things didn't get real real interesting, you know, because obviously that's posed a little bit of an issue for fans. But yeah, um, yeah. Otherwise, that that panel went well. I, I didn't have any problems with it. They had a nice little promo where if you um, <laughs> if you remembered the 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 passcode of PowerPoint fail, <laughs> and yeah. you took that down to the Valiant booth uh, downstairs, they gave you a gold cover of the Life and Death of Toyo Harada number one. I was very excited at this prospect, so excited <laughs> that I rushed downstairs before the Valiant promoters could even get back to their booth, and I had to be told by the Graham Crackers employee, who they were sharing a booth with, uh, the people who will give that to you haven't even returned. How did you get back here so fast? Uh, Nick which, used his once a day spell to my, dimension door across dude, the convention. Dude, center. I've been I, I've been power walking at this thing hardcore. Like uh, <laughs> your nurse is going to destroy you when you yeah, get back yeah. to Michigan. I have not really looked at. I, I've only taken my socks off uh, in the dark. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a fact for which we're all grateful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's definitely part of my con experience is looking up and going, where the fuck did Mike go? Yeah. Hi, welcome to coming to the convention with Mike, where um, when I get mad for people that walk very slow, I just decide to run and push past every single human being in my path. I went to... Um, so T- Tia is tabling with uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Hans, Hans right now so because they're buds. And so at one point they were like, hey, could you do us a huge favor? Could you go get us some Starbucks? And I was like, sure, I'm not really doing anything and I don't mind doing something like as a favor so uh i went and i waited in line i you know checked twitter and all that stuff but as soon as i got the starbucks i swear to god to get through the con this morning it took us 20 minutes just to get to artist alley after i got the starbucks i swear i was got the by the time i got it and went through the con entrance i made my way from the entrance all the way to artist alley in like three minutes yeah i was i was booking it and i felt super proud of myself but you can't do that with other people you can only do that by yourself starbucks in elbows out yeah (laughs) me it's like me holding a tray of starbucks with some straws and like i felt like an important person like i was someone's pa just like get the fuck out of my way the director (laughs) needs his coffee you know who this is for this is for stephanie this is for stephanie fucking hans (laughs) (laughs) uh but no i was i mean i i didn't mind doing it it was really funny because they were like holy shit like we're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what took you so long? Why are you out of breath? <laughs> and then Mike just spilled them on the ground. No, no it was it was Oops. fine. Um, it's my secret. Were, I'm always out of breath. Which, yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my uh, secret. My uh, my con experience so far has been pretty good. I mean the the people that I've talked to, all every single creator has been super kind, and not not to say that in previous years they weren't, but I think like <laughs> this year. I don't look as nervous, I think, talking to people, so they don't feel like on edge when I'm just like, hey, hey, could you sign my fucking books, please? <laughs> um, which is how I used to do it in the past. Yeah, and this yeah. year, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit less uh, nerve-wracked. But uh, And on top of it, it's like we, we've come to boot tables with like three or four people and just be like, hey, we're all on this podcast together. Would you like to be on there just throwing stickers and bookmarks at them, um, which has worked out pretty well, which I think we have some... I have a ton of stickers and stuff left over. We're going to just be throwing them at people for the rest of the convention time that we're here but uh yeah i've i've enjoyed it talked to david mack for a little bit nick and i and he was like <laughs> that the was... nicest most soft-spoken person in the world like for a guy that does, he does some beautiful covers and i wish that i could have just sat there and looked at his art all day but i didn't want to be weird and but we talked to him for a minute about like some of the covers he was doing for valiant and some of the covers he'd done in the past and he was just like oh yeah that was a really fun cover for me to do <laughs> I, I really enjoyed putting that all together um, did you know I have a series coming out with Bendis, Brian Bendis? We, yeah, we just yeah, did yeah. a short series. And I was just like, 
I, I like had to lean in. I was like tr- trying to be attentive without being creepy. He, but he was such a he was such a nice guy. It was <laughs> it was so funny. Just the, the way he just he talked so slowly and just so so nicely. Like he was just having a good old time. He was like very go with the flow, very laid back. You know, I was like <laughs> yeah. handing him the covers. He's like, this was a good one too. I really like this one. Like I was like half ready to like start handing him books by other people. And to see if you would be like, yeah, really, I really enjoyed drawing this one too. That's that's Frank Miller. But then we find out that it really has been Mac this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's Frank Miller. He's like, jokes on you. And I look in the corner, and like, it's It's like it's like morphed into that little the David Mac little symbol thingy that he puts on his books. So yeah, it's been pretty fun. I mean, we we've been we've been getting. Hopefully, a lot of context to potentially have people on the show, which makes me think we might have to do like a side interview show, given the number of folks that we've talked to. But we'll see about that. I mean, people people have just been very very nice, whether 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 it's genuine or not, or whether it's or it's put on by the fact that Listen, they they understand. Let's assume that, that it is. But I, I, and that's that where is. I'm going with this. Let's hope so, because uh, you know. Uh, so I've we, I've had some good interactions with uh, Gary Brown, Kenneth Rockefort. Um, who else have I talked to? Yeah, David Mack, as you said, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Daniel Kibblesmith. Yeah, Elliot Rahal. Yeah, Elliot Rahal. What a cool guy! I hope Elliot, if you're listening to this, you were the coolest guy when we talked to you. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was really happy to yeah. to have people talk about his books with him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got to thoroughly embarrass myself in front of Jason Howard. Nice, nice. By, uh, picking up a copy of Trees Number Two, I'd be like, "Hey, can you sign this?" By the way, I saw you before at a little comic convention in Michigan. It was at East. Um, it was at that East Michigan. It was at. Mi- <laughs> Kate, what school do you, are you going to? Michigan State. <laughs> Yeah, well, and he know. was very nice. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that this year again too. So, uh, Jason, maybe I, not this year. <laughs> he's, he, he's such a really kind dude too. I feel every time I talk to him, he's just genuinely like nice in in the most honest, earnest way. Truly, and one of the coolest signatures I've ever seen. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he does fantastic work. You know, yeah. trees, fucking cemetery beach. I don't know how astounding Warn- Wolfman. I don't know how Wo- yeah Wolfman. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know how Warnells keeps him on like this weird leash of like, hey, we're doing books together <laughs> because like I haven't seen Howard Jason Howard do other work recently outside of the work that he's been doing with Warren Ellis. So I'm I'm wondering if they've got like some other secret shit that they've been planning in the background because they've been doing stuff together on and off for like the last four or five years. Warren um, Ellis learned his true name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. SM, uh, yeah. Leash. yeah, exactly. Um, well, cool. I mean, I guess we're probably going to do another one of these. I want to get other people on this thing. So I, I just wanted to check in to see how you guys were doing with feeling about the con. Um, mostly I wanted to make sure Nick was okay. Cause this yeah. is his first big boy con. Yeah. yeah big boy con. It's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> big city boy, big city, city boy, boy con. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yes, this has been fun guys. That's a I, joke. Our listeners won't get unless they were in Mike's hotel room <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, thanks guys for, for listening. We'll be back. I mean, there'll probably be another one of these. I don't know how we're going to chop this together, but, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are having a good time. We've got another day and a half here. Um, and we will, you know, talk to you guys soon. So thanks for listening. Like I said, this isn't the end of the, the con discussion. I don't know. I don't yeah. know where I'm going we'll see with this. How, we'll see how this gets it's cut the, together. It's the end of yeah. Brian and Nick. Though. Yeah. 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 Wow. Hopefully next we'll have some other people on here. This is the I Read Comic Books podcast, a special edition variant cover, if we must. <laughs> I am here with four fantastic human beings. Three. Well, three. Including, include yourself. You're myself, fantastic, Mike. That's true. I'm here with Tia Vasiliu. Hi. I'm here with Paul Jaisley. Hello, Mike. And I'm here with Kara Shamborski. Hello, Mike. I got to say, I got chills when you just did the intro because we're ne- we never record in person this is a magical moment i know it's <laughs> it's truly surreal that we are all here in the same room uh and just like i said in the other recording that we did with nick and brian i wanted to talk to some folks that were at the con this weekend to just get their overall experience about how they felt about things what they enjoyed what they were proud that they got to do whatever they're really into what made them excited about c2e2 um 
So I, I want to ask the question, you know, how was C2E2 for the two of you? I, I, I fall into a formula, Paul. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> three it's all right. this, three uh, of this us. This podcast three. thing, I've been doing it for almost 200 issues, man. <laughs> Mike's um, not good at numbers today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I want to know, what did you guys enjoy about C2E2? What was the thing that you were like, yeah, I'm glad that I came to C2E2 for? I know that's kind of a weird thing, but we talked about panels and we talked about talking to creators. So what was the thing that you really enjoyed about this con? Friendship. Yes, I, I Let's do. Let's talk about something that's real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. It truly means a lot that you guys were all here at the same time. We did all get together for a quick moment. It was unbelievable to see four years of my life in one room. It was crazy. I can't explain it better than that. But Paul, go ahead. What what did you enjoy about seeing no, other than I, Mike's heartfelt moments that he's almost going to cry about? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't want to shortchange that because that was pretty special to me too i mean that's we talk to each other pretty regularly you know either on the show or on our group chat so i feel like we're all friends we know each other but it, it is kind of nice to see everybody in person and yeah it, it's very touching yes thank you for bringing it up kara <laughs> <laughs> tia how was your con experience well i mean my spirit has left my body because i'm so <laughs> exhausted at this point because for those of you who follow me on twitter you know i was also at emerald city comic con last weekend so let's clarify that currently tia is splayed out <laughs> on a bed wearing her i will murder you goth heels <laughs> and it's, it's quite the picture um yes i helped out stephanie hans at her table yesterday and that was a new experience i've never been on that side of the table at artist alley before and um it's a lot of work yo like (laughs) major shout out to everyone who tables i you're all heroes yeah you'd think sitting at a table all day would like not be that bad but yet people are can't always say the con was so exhausting even though i was just at my table like I get it, I think. I think I've seen the like wear and tear as someone brings up <laughs> 10 prints to be signed by yeah. someone. Like it's a lot. It That's is like a, a lot. Lo- a lot of like emotionally draining stuff as you're kind of on the entire time you're at the table, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also you're like I haven't had anything to drink in like 8 hours. <laughs> this is fine. But then also you're like, well, you know, at least I don't have to wait in line at the con to go pee. But, you know, I think that probably <laughs> probably the reason so many people get con credit is they're just dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood that I'm managing to avoid that for the second week in a row. <laughs> uh, my So you were asking, like, what are, what are favorite things for the con were and things that were that were just terrible. And for me, I'm going to start with the just terrible because I I have a sprained ankle. So I have spent C2E2 hobbling around in an air cast and no one notices, like unless you're in a wheelchair or have crutches or something sort of towards eye level where it's really obvious that you don't have full leg faculties at your disposal, people just don't notice. And I got jostled so many times where I got I was starting to just be like, oh, this is not a place for me because I can't walk anywhere. Like at one point I had to go to the bathroom and the closest bathroom was in the middle of the show floor in like this sunken pit that was not handicap accessible. (laughs) So I had to like hobble jump my way down like 20 stairs to this like sunken like... I don't even know, like dungeon pit, basement, like pit bathroom with, with like shoe shines and restrooms, and just like hobbling my way through. And I got to the point where I was just like, everyone better get the f- out of my way. <laughs> like, and and this is this comical vision was completed because I decided to decorate my air cast because it's a fairly recent development. So my air cast is covered in hot pink glitter tape and like neon leopard duct tape and several jewels like lisa frank vomited on my air cast and so everyone keeps thinking that i'm cosplaying someone i'm like no i'm just injured get the fuck out of my way (laughs) i mean yeah that i will say having been to that con this con many many times that bathroom area is literally a cesspool it's unbelievable that they still continue to force people (laughs) into that area to use their faculty their facilities it's it's insane um (laughs) <laughs> but Paul, what, what was your thing? What, what did you really enjoy about this con this year? We'll get back to Kara, what she actually enjoyed <laughs> that wasn't the bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Uh, so I got here on Friday, and literally I, I came to Chicago, I parked the car, I met Mike at the hotel, and we hit the con floor. And within my first three hours of being in Chicago, I got to interview Box Brown and Lucy Nicely, two cartoonists whose work I really, really enjoy. So I cherish that. I mean, that's that's great. That's what kind of why I came. And um, as exhausting as yesterday was, as exhausting as today was at times, the con being sort of a mess to get around, I was constantly reminded by the reason I'm here, and I think the reason most of us are here, is an enthusiasm and love for comics, which sometimes gets lost, yeah. oddly enough, at being at a Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I did those interviews, and then today, you know, I had to take a little break. I did some, I was on brand. I went and got brunch, went to the record store. Like, that's what I do when I'm in a city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I came back to the con, and I, I hit the floor. I was like, boy, I'm really exhausted, but one of the first things I did is I went to a panel with Marv Wolfman and George Perez, you know, the creators that did um, Christ and Infinite Earths and Credits Too Long Dimension, but comic book legends and seeing their enthusiasm, these 60 year old men basically saying like, yeah, we spent our life making comics, doing our dream job. And them, it really reminded me like, that's kind of why everyone's here. And then shortly after that, I hit the retailers and there's a lot of retailers selling the CGC books it's scummy collector stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. speculative stuff. And literally right before the show closed, about quarter to five, I found the guy who's actually selling like cool underground hip comics. He wanted to talk about Jack Kirby. He wanted to talk about Love and Rockets. Cool. Like, oh, yeah. So this is why, you know, the last shining moment. Like, yeah, there is hope out there. There's stuff <laughs> yeah. that's positive and exciting about comics still going well, on. It's, it's tough because booths like that are really hard to tell that that's what they're selling it took me a long no time clear, like yeah. the, the single issue problem that we always have you know that like it's really hard to display these books and when you do they take up a ton of room yeah so it's really hard to like narrow down to find those types of retailers but like i'm glad you at least found something you know because yeah. there's a lot of i think you said this to me earlier there's just a lot of trash that's what i told <laughs> the guy i literally said to the guy i really wish i'd find your booth sooner because i dug through so much garbage before i found comics i actually liked so <laughs> yeah well i mean but overall i mean the box Brown and Lucy Nisley interview, which you may have already listened to on this episode. I don't know how we're going to schedule it all together, but um, those were really fun to do, and those guys were fantastic. If you're not buying their books, you really got to, because we told them we plug all their stuff all the time, and here I am plugging it again, (laughs) (laughs) just to be honest. So we can we can go into the things that I enjoyed about this con now that I'm done whining about my foot. Uh, (laughs) So I, aside from the friendship which I have enjoyed with all of you and which like, like I'm not going to lie. I love you all. But if Tia was a queen in game of Thrones, I would swear my sword to her in a second. So (laughs) this, this trip for me has been about like basking in Tia's goth queen presence, (laughs) getting to learn from her majesty. So Kara, you're going to make me (laughs) cry, (laughs) which is very goth because we're very sad. (laughs) Uh, aside from getting to have like a fabulous time with all of you, I have super enjoyed the people watching at this con because I didn't realize everyone at this con cosplays and I'm just not used to the sensory overload of everyone being a different character that are now like owned by disney like if you look at how many of these ips are owned by disney it's like kind of cringeworthy at this point like i and let's be straight here i love disney i love star wars i love marvel but looking around and see how much like this one company owns i'm kind of like oh burn it to the ground (laughs) uh, but it was really great seeing a lot of people's costumes like i think my favorite costume was actually there's this little like seven or eight year old girl dressed as Kate Bishop and like she was Kate Bishop Mm -hmm. and she was with her parents and I'm like I'm used to talking to children because I work at an elementary school and I but because her parents were there I figured it would be okay if I like complimented her on her outfit like don't talk to children if they're clearly like by themselves for a second that's creepy don't do it but like her parents were right there so I was just like oh Kate Bishop you look awesome and this little punk popped her bubble gum and gave me a like side glance grin through her like mirrored sunglasses. And I was like, Oh, I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) That's fantastic. People might've seen this tweet because it's been retweeted a lot for some reason. I don't understand, but I mentioned that when we first checked in, Kara and I saw this little girl and she was little, she was probably three or four 
and she was dressed as spider Gwen and she was literally sobbing, but I love him as her parents dragged her away from a cosplayer that she thought was Darth Vader, but I <laughs> was not Darth. He was like some, he was like a, a video game character with a long black cape. Basically. Um, it, it was adorable. And, but also like girl, we need to talk. You're going to have some problems when you get older if you don't get over that. <laughs> yeah, we've. I think we've definitely crossed the threshold of understanding like where people's Star Wars allegiances lie this weekend, <laughs> which is really interesting because I think the phrase Anakin apologist was said at least a dozen times. Oh, Kara? <laughs> uh, yes, we, we talked in depth about Star That's Wars true, yeah. <laughs> the other night. Well, what happened was we, we were at the bar sitting around this table because like, you know, normally I would like to stand and mingle, but standing is literally not an option for me right now because I use all my standing energy to go through the con floor. And like I had a captive audience of like most of the people we podcast with around this table. And after I have a couple drinks, I usually get yelly, especially if in a bar <laughs> situation. So I just started like screaming in everyone's faces, what's your favorite Star Wars moment? And what's your number one Star Wars pet peeve? And I would not <laughs> shut up until everyone gave me an answer, which meant we just all got off on this tangent about how dumb so many things about the prequels are, which is always a fun conversation to have. And I just, I'm very proud of the fact that I made Xander cry laugh by saying, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Very true. <laughs> it's true, I mean, though. It's the absolute truth. I, th- <laughs> there was like, there were so many just little moments like that that like really made this trip worth the, worth the travel. I mean, like I, I went to a handful of panels that were just like offbeat, weird things. Like I went to this Valiant panel. We talked about it in the other piece, but like just seeing the like other side of comics, I think this is the first con that i've been to panels in a very long time that wasn't like some weird little tiny indie thing where i was like knew someone on the panel or something like because i've been to like all of tia's panels whenever she's on a panel usually i'm (laughs) am i a weird indie thing (laughs) yeah you're a weird indie thing i'm sorry uh but you know we i went to like this valiant panel i went to uh i went i tried to pop into this marvel panel and it's like i I realized that i've kind of crossed this line i probably did this years ago of you know having interests that are beyond like the big two like i still read big two i really enjoy big two books but like the stuff that i'm coming to a con for is shit that i could never ever ever get like at midtown comics or at a regular mm-hmm. comic book shop or like i'm never gonna get weird little steven universe charms anywhere else other than at a con like this and i know the read pop cons are kind of like their own big corporate thing but at the same time you still get creators that are like still making their way up in things and like we talked to uh, a, a bunch of people that we're hopefully going to have on the show in the near future about like being independent creators who've never done big two work or only have done like maybe a little bit of boom work or something and it, it really warms my heart like that folks are still coming to these shows trying to like sell themselves and sell things that they're actually making and i, I got a lot of really cool stuff i don't think i would have ever gotten otherwise had not, had not gone to this specific con because people are only going to like chicago or they're going to just emerald city like those are the two ones that they do because they're why not san diego are and they not back to back <laughs> yeah i mean why are they back to back other discussion we could do a whole episode on that but um yeah i got a lot of really cool unique things at this con and i'm very happy about that I crossed the tentacle kitty threshold at this convention. (laughs) Every single convention that like larger convention that I've been to over the last maybe like five or six years, there's always a tentacle kitty booth. And the tent for, for those of you who are not familiar with the tentacle kitty, the tentacle kitty is a plushie of a kitten head with a tentacle body. And that's the whole concept. And in the past couple of years, they've expanded their line to include additional designs. But for years, it was literally just this pink kitten head with tentacles. And it looks super cute, but it's also like, it could give you nightmares. Is it like an adult thing? I have no idea. I think maybe there was like, (laughs) there was like a Kickstarter. I have no idea. So anyway, um, I ended up, so I just keep seeing this. I'm like, who the fuck is buying these things? And the answer, this convention is me (laughs) because I realized that while like it was the last like five minutes that I was on the show floor and I was like, wait a minute. I told one of my coworkers that I'd get her a present. What should I get her? And she like, didn't really give me a strong parameter. She just said, get something that reminds you of me. And she like, I adore her and she's like, she's an artist and her sense of humor is so weird. Like whenever I send her a work email, she replies with a meme and it's great. So I was like, 
I have five minutes. What do I buy her? <gasps> a tentacle kitty. <laughs> and they have mystery pouches now. I guess they are so successful with the tentacle kitty concept that Mike's just shaking his head in agony. And they have now have small versions of the tentacle kitty that you can get in a mystery pouch for $15. And I was like, done. This is it. She'll love it. I'll love seeing her face when she opens it. <laughs> See, my mind was still stuck on Tia's comment of, is this an adult thing? Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, secret pouches. And I'm like, oh, wait, right? no, 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 hold on. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm very scared now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, to follow up on your, your comment, I have no comment on Tentacle Kitty. Oh, okay. So, that's, um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you, know, you were saying, you know, uh, buying stuff you wouldn't find normally. Um, it's interesting how I felt, and me personally, and I think our group, just gravitated immediately toward Artist Alley. Yeah. Because yeah. like that's what I was talking about, the, uh, the celebration and love of comics. That's where it is. It's not, you know, celebrating IP, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. celebrating the creative process. And that's, right. no matter how congested it was, I always ended up in that part of the floor because that's mm-hmm. where I felt that vibe the strongest, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I have been on an actual show floor and, like, looked or noticed any of the booths except in that I'm like trying to navigate my way to artist alley, like trying to get around all of that to get (laughs) to artist alley. I really like shows where artist alley is its own room or floor or something, but they, they had it like sectioned off pretty well. So you could kind of just pretend it was the only thing going on. If, if you're us and that's what you're (laughs) there for. Yeah. Yeah. Some kid who valiantly tried to hit on me was like, well, which booth should I go check out? And I was like, go to Artist Alley and wander. You don't need anything else. And also stop talking to me. You, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, points for effort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's what's the thing that I think I'm taking away from this con is, you know, C2E2 is for the longest time, I think I said it before, it's a mainstay convention for me. It was like every year I knew that in April and this year for some reason in fucking March. Why? Like, that's not, yeah. I know we already said it but I, I knew that i was going to be going to c2e2 for years for six years straight i went to c2e2 and i always have i've fought very fond memories from almost every single year that i went and now that i've experienced other cons like regularly because i've been to, like small local cons in west michigan and i because i'd done some of that but now that i've been to new york city comic con i've been to emerald city i've been to mocha fest i've been to like flame con this con doesn't feel as special anymore. Mm-hmm. And because I, I've been to cons where things are very artist focused, like Flame Con, that's all it is. There's mm-hmm. maybe like one or two or three like merchant companies that are there, but otherwise it's just artists. You go to Emerald City, and the big thing about that, Artist Alley is just on its own floor. Mm-hmm. New York City Comic Con did a very similar thing where they just put the Artist Alley like in a different section. So yeah. if you're not there for all the merchandising stuff, you can just go to a different floor and hang out there all day, which is what I've done the last three years in a row <laughs> as I've just like walked around and made eye contact with the same people. I'm like, I might come and buy something. Just stop looking at me. I know, it's <laughs> like when you puppies at a pound and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't I bring mean, all and, of you home. And I, I don't mean to like totally knock C2E2 because I think the, the consensus that we came to uh, among our group was that it feels like this is a f- more fan-oriented show where you're like coming to get the exclusive stuff that you maybe wouldn't be able to get because this is we're in the middle of the midwest right and like some of that stuff is very hard to come by you're not going to get loot boxes at your regular shop you're not going to get um some of these weird dragon puppets that you can put on your shoulder (laughs) and you know puppet from your hand um and so it's a very special show for that kind of stuff and i think i used to come to the show for that reason and now i've been spoiled and pampered and i can actually travel to go to these things and it's it's like a totally different experience so i i understand why this con is something that read pop keeps pushing but i i think that there are other cons out there if you are artist oriented and stuff and you want to look at that um that's not necessarily big two focused things there are a lot of other cons that are much better about that (laughs) and also if you're traveling and you're spending the money for a flight for a hotel to eat out for every meal this isn't the most exciting area sure for a con and like it's really hard to get anywhere i mean javits is kind of the same way javits is the same way i mean i also would not recommend new york comic con for that sort of thing (laughs) either i think that probably emerald city is the best balance of like artist alley and Mm -hmm. ease of location where like if you felt like taking a day and going to mopop or like walking around the city yeah um because you know, it just sometimes it's nice to step away from the con because it is madness yeah. Yeah. in this 
hotel lobby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The hotel lobby thing is a whole situation last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we made a time of it. We had some beers on the in the bar downstairs, and then we came upstairs and hung out for a while, which was a riot. It was great because when we were downstairs, I I did feel like royalty for a hot second because like I've I've got this cast. I really shouldn't be on my legs. So. So the boys like very quickly found me a chair that I could sit in and everyone just kind of stood around me. I'm like, oh, is this what it's like to be Cersei Lannister? <laughs> well, the best part about that is like, then you would have like intimate one-on-one conversations with people who were sitting in the, in the right. other they chair. They would have to like come and kneel at your side. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're trying to model yourself after the queen goth over here, like you've nailed it because now you have like people that want to have close intimate conversations with you to, to make sure that you'll lean their way when the ruling comes down. I'm really glad I could pass that torch because last night i passed out really early (laughs) i was just like oh i've been drinking bourbon every night for like 10 days straight Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe Mm. sleep maybe i don't know yeah and tonight we're 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 chilling out paul and i are just gonna be drinking beers and reading comics because it's sunday night and that's what you do yeah and you guys are going out to to be i don't know what we're doing i don't know Anyway, Paul, what are your, what are your final thoughts about C two E two two thousand nineteen? You know, um, honestly, this is the first year I've been to C two E two. As weird mm-hmm. as that sounds, because I live so close to Chicago, just my previous job, I didn't have this weekend off normally, so yeah, I could yeah. actually make it down. Um, yeah, the vibe was a little weird. I think going to see uh, going to Emerald City last year kind of spoiled me. You know, oh sure, that was like one of the first big cons I went to. But but overall, I was able to. Uh, absorb some of that passion for comics that I, I i've talked about so far because honestly it's easy to get burned out on comics there's yeah, it's, it's easy yeah. to get fall into a rut and especially if you're reading comic book twitter it's very easy to get burned out and disillusioned <laughs> yeah. with the whole thing but to have just a few minutes to talk to a creator you like even a creator you just discovered randomly to have a few mm-hmm. interaction with them like it is a nice reminder and you know i'll bring it up again like it was very very touching and emotional for me to see Marv Wolfman and George Perez, two guys, mm-hmm. industry legends, best friends who spent their life making com- comics. And they, they were just like, so excited to see everybody. And it just like, it was a nice reminder of like this small weird world that we all love. It means something to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And you can get a really cool commission of your dog if you oh, want, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's a cool thing. Or your favorite you pro wrestler. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tia, what about you? Um, what was the question? What, what, what are your final thoughts on oh. C2E2 2019 <laughs> overall? I'm glad we could all like converge in one spot mm-hmm. because we have not all met in person. So that was yeah. cool. Four years. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that my spring show is still Emerald City. Oh, I don't, sure. I don't, I think like, you know, I've been to C2E2. The vibe is not quite my vibe. I'm not sure I would come back, but, mm-hmm. um, it was definitely a time. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yes, well said. Kara, and finally, what about you? Well, I, I kind of agree with with Paul in terms of like really appreciating that uh, like conventions like this in places where there might not be a whole lot of comic options are super important and you can just see people get so excited. And like for me personally, even though Overall, I think I I agree with Tia in terms of I would prefer Emerald City at this point in terms of the spring conventions. I I will admit that when I first walked into C2E2 on Friday night, it was like an Alan Menken orchestral swell of Disney music playing at the back (laughs) of my head and just like this big grin got on my face and I was just like, my people! (laughs) I was like, look at all these nerds! Hi, everyone! And it was just like, I, I just felt really like light and jubilant and then remembered that I was hobbling everywhere. But there was this one moment of purity where I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, my I, I think I've kind of expressed where I'm at. I, I do love C2E2. It will always have like a place in my heart because it was the first big con that I was like, I felt like a regular at, even though I would, I would see artists and I would go get things signed and I was nervous wreck and, you know, whatever you work on that, you get better over time. But um, like coming back here it felt like familiar smells for 
better or for worse. Um, <laughs> sure. Familiar layouts of like the building, like understanding, oh, remember, you know, four years ago when they did this, remember five, six years ago, it was actually on this other floor and it changed the whole dynamic because it split the con in a way so that it didn't feel like too overcrowded. Like reflecting upon all of that was really, really nice. They've had like a nice nostalgic moment and it helps that a lot of the people on this show were people that were coming to the con with me like six, seven, eight years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this con's been going on for 10 years and like I was there year one through year six and it's seeing it this year and again going back on the, i've been to these other cons and now i see kind of how it is why people like this one why people don't like it um i feel like my my, my horizons have been broadened in a lot of ways <laughs> and uh, i do appreciate this con for what it is but uh yeah it's it's chicago and i'm just i'm like a sucker for that so I'll, it'll always just be like they're like i'll always want to come back but if we have to make the choice next year i think it's going to be c2e2 or excuse me it's going to be emerald city because yeah we i think as a group this whole I, I read comic books we're very much more artist oriented we're more towards like what the vibe is in seattle and yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a bummer like maybe i'll come on my own to c2e2 but uh yeah i i really love this this con if for a lot of weird for a lot of weird reasons i'm telling you the smells of this building are <laughs> fucking weird and i had flashbacks wow. so like when i because the, the like the story of this this con <laughs> that like breaks my heart and i, I promise i'll cut this short very but real quick i mean four years ago i moved from michigan to new york and in the worst thing ever don't ever do this as a person i went to this con and then immediately got on a flight to go to new york and move there and like my now fiance was there like all my friends were there and it was just like what the fuck am i doing why didn't i give myself an extra week right so like i have this weird like heartstrings thing that pulls on me from this con because like i made this weird decision and so I'm, I'm like very emotional at the end of the con to be like no i have to get on a plane and go back but i know like i'm still gonna keep in contact with my friends like things haven't changed where like i'm never gonna see anybody and it wasn't like that when i left but like it's just this weird like oh shit moment kind of going through my head but like i i have you fantastic people here to like ease the burden of leaving you know i'm um, literally gonna see you at work on tuesday <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know i know and that's where like it's things have changed and it's it's good like this con is a totally different experience than what i like think about for cons now and like now i know how c2e2 is and now now i know how these other cons are like i've grown as a comic book fan who runs this fucking podcast and does all this stuff so anyways yeah yeah i do think it's interesting to talk about the vibes of different cons because i think i mean a lot of uh pop culture is pretty homogenous Oh, sure. So it's nice to see like there's a, there is a variety of stuff out there and a different stuff. You know, I think not to be too harsh on this con, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's a different vibe. It totally might not is. work for you, but I, I do think it is in a world where so much pop culture and media is monochrome. Yeah. You have some differences in your experiences is kind of nice. So Yeah, and we'll yeah. see how that plays out as Disney starts to just consume the rest of the world. They own, um, yeah, in 2025, it may just be the Disney con. Disney con. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have D23. That's true. That's true. Well, anyways, thank you guys for taking the time today. I know it's Sunday and it's late and we went out and had huge burgers for dinner. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you guys spending the time, as always. You know, so thanks. We will we'll be back next week with a regular episode, I promise everyone. <laughs> <laughs>